Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Fangirl Nation, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and it is day two of the NFL Draft. But for 49ers fans, it's kind of day one of the NFL Draft because the 49ers did not have a first-round pick. Now, there was a lot of talk, a lot of speculation as to whether or not they would trade Debo Samuel, get into the first round. It was reported that the Jets made quite an offer. The 49ers turned it down clearly because Debo Samuel, as things stand right now, is still a member of the San Francisco 49ers. I was not of the opinion that the 49ers were going to trade him. I think John Lynch was very clear the other day in his press conference. Granted, people say things, and we saw that with the Titans this week. We'll get to that in a minute. But it was very clear to me that the 49ers were not going to trade Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is somewhat irreplaceable. He is a very unique talent. He can play that wide receiver and running back position, or as he has coined it, that wide back position. And as things sound right now, he remains a member of the San Francisco 49ers. So what comes next here? Basically, they are going to have to figure out a way to mend this rift, whatever it may be between the two sides, because He's going nowhere and he's going to be on this team next year and he's going to want to play and he will play. Debo is a professional, so he will play. He will play well. So now they figure this thing out. A.J. Brown was traded from the Titans to the Eagles. A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel do have the same agent. Just kind of a fun fact, FYI, something to keep in mind, that he was traded to the Eagles. He signed a four-year, $100 million contract extension with $57 million guaranteed. This now creates a template for what the 49ers and Debo Samuel will do. I believe A.J. Brown will still make his base salary of about $4 million this next season. So then it becomes basically around a little over $20 million a year. I think this is something they can figure out. So now next steps, they mend the rift, they get an extension done, they move forward, everyone lives happily ever after. I know this is the NFL in real life, so maybe it doesn't go down exactly like that. But I think the hope for all sides has to be that Debo's not going anywhere. The 49ers don't want to lose him, so they figure it out. So there's that. With that in mind, the 49ers have nine picks in this year's draft. And as it stands right now at the time of recording, they are as follows. Round two, pick 61. Round three, pick 93. Round three, pick 105. Round four, pick 134. Round five, pick 172. Round six, they have picks 187, 220, and 221. And round seven, pick 262. Those last several picks are compensatory. And that round six pick, round six pick number 187 comes from Denver. So that's where things stand right now. So you may ask me, what? is the biggest issue for the 49ers. Well, you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about it over the last several weeks, and it is the interior of that offensive line. Now, in John Lynch's press conference the other day, he wouldn't say, (laughs) excuse me, he wouldn't say whether or not Alex Mack, the center of the 49ers, was coming back for another year. He did say he didn't want to announce news without before the player announced it because that didn't seem right. For me, reading between those lines, it sounds like Alex Mack is going to retire which means the 49ers need a center and they need one stat because you have Trey Lance, who is essentially a rookie quarterback, even though he has a year under his belt, essentially a rookie quarterback coming in 
to start his first full season, and you want to have that center position shored up. There are other questions on the interior of the offensive line. As we've discussed, Lakin Tomlinson, they lose him in free agency. Daniel Brunskill is back, but at times last season, he was problematic. At times, he was great. But the interior of that offensive line is going to need to be shored up for Trey Lance. Another reason they wouldn't want to trade Debo, of course, is because they would not want to take away one of Trey Lance's most prolific, if not his most prolific, offensive weapon. So with that in mind, I think the interior of the offensive line becomes the number one place of need, specifically at center. A couple weeks ago, maybe even a week ago, I would have said they would have picked a pass rusher at 61 because that is something they do. But I think they do need to address that. I also wouldn't be surprised. It'll be interesting to see if they take any of those picks and try to trade up a little further to the second round. Two centers went off the board yesterday. Not ideal for San Francisco, so they need to get that handled. Then I think, of course, it is edge rusher. They want somebody on the other side of Nick Bosa. Of course, they want to have more depth on that defensive line, safety, and, of course, wide receiver with or without Debo Samuel. They needed to address wide receiver in this draft. An interesting name to keep an eye on would be David Ajabo out of Michigan. And I'm not just saying that because he went to Michigan. I I think we all know that I am a little bit biased and nothing would make me happier than to have another go blue on the 49ers. But what makes him very interesting is he got hurt on his pro day. His rehab, you know, is coming along. He wouldn't be available right away to start the season. But this is a guy that for sure, at least in my opinion, again, maybe biased, but in my opinion, would have been gone in the first round. He now will probably be available because of the injury. And the 49ers could get quite a steal at that position should they draft him. So that is someone to definitely keep an eye on. Of course, safety Jalen Peter Petre. I'm not entirely sure that I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Wide receiver Christian Watson. But these are areas that they need to address. But I think this is something that is important to note. The 49ers, for the most part, have this team under control. For the most part, their guys are back. There are people they lost in free agency. There are people they're going to try to replace. But for the most part, this team is set. And I know there's been a lot of talk in this offseason. They didn't address this. They didn't do that. They don't have a lot they need to do. This is a team that went to the NFC Championship game. This is a team that is pretty well stacked. So they're in a really good position. This draft for me also becomes very interesting for San Francisco because historically where the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan regime has excelled is in these middle later rounds of the draft. That is where they have found their gems. That's where they have found the George Kittles. That's where they found the Fred Warners. You know, that it's very, this is where they find Elijah Mitchell. So I just think that's something to keep in mind with these San Francisco 49ers as we go into rounds two through seven and days two and three of the draft. So that's my feeling on that. I'm very excited to see what they do, excited to see if there there are any trades, but I think that this team is in a really good position, in a really good position to compete. And I I think with NFL offseason, especially this NFL offseason that has been so crazy and so all over the place, and there were many big trades in, in day one of the draft, I think fans can get a little bit discouraged or unhappy if their team isn't doing those things. But the 49ers have really done what they needed to do. They signed Charvarius Ward in the offseason to shore up the cornerback position. They've done what they've needed to do to help the team because it's a team that's really in pretty good shape. So I think they address offensive line. I think they address it quickly today, especially at that center position. 
Then I think it's pass rusher, safety, wide receiver. You know, my one caveat on my offensive line thing being the first thing that they address is if they can get David Ajabo and they feel that that is a good fit for them and he wouldn't be there later, maybe that becomes first. But we will see how this all plays out. In the meantime, I know I can't do a podcast without saying the words Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still on the roster. And I think it's it's worth mentioning that the Carolina Panthers with the sixth pick in the draft addressed defense. They did not address qu- quarterback. Of course, they still have Sam Darnold on the roster. And I believe at $18 million, which is not an insignificant amount of money. So now the question is, would Carolina go after Jimmy Garoppolo? Would they go after Baker Mayfield? If it's me, I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo over Baker Mayfield, but there are complications there as well because there's just costs and and all kinds of things. So it's interesting to see what happens there. I'm still not sure anything happens with Jimmy before training camp. He won't be able to throw until much later in the summer after that shoulder surgery. So we will see how this all plays out. General thoughts on the NFL draft. I think the Jets did a pretty incredible job I've had high hopes for the Jets because Robert Sala is a fantastic coach and he is a real leader. He's a he's a smart coach. He's just he's really incredible. And I think what they did with their draft was fantastic, what they've done in free agency. So I'm curious to see how that all continues to play out in New York. And I think Jets fans, you may just get this great Jets team that you've been wanting all this time and that I feel Jets fans deserve. You guys have really been through it. So That's really what I have to say. Of course, big congratulations to my guy, Aiden Hutchinson. Go Blue. He's in Detroit. He gets to stay in Detroit. You know, he's from the area. That's so awesome. And kind of funny, Kenny Pickett gets to stay in Pittsburgh. uh, And the Steelers and Pittsburgh share a training facility. So basically now he just goes in a different door to go to work every day, which is kind of amazing. But it was fun to watch the NFL draft. I mean, it's always long, but it's fun to see everything. And I think the thing that sometimes we forget is this is a day Dreams come true. These next few days is where dreams come true. These are people who've been working their entire lives to get to the NFL and to see their dreams come true is pretty incredible. And then there are guys that aren't drafted and then they get signed on Sunday, Monday, the undrafted free agents. And a lot of those guys, hello, Raheem Mostert, go on to have incredible NFL careers. So it's an exciting few days. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed this snackable episode of the Tracy Sandler Show to get you into day two of the NFL draft. Have fun. Enjoy. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And I will talk to everybody next week. Have a great one. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.